Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. We're here to look back, actually, at Sheffield United last night and ahead to uh, Sunderland's game against Stoke at the Britannia Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Tom is not here this week. He's um, He has sent us a little clip. He's I think he's in Prague, um, which is nice. Uh, but the uh, ever-capable Mr James Ray has uh, joined us this afternoon. How Hello. are you, Jim? I'm I'm good. I'm a bit sunburnt. I'm currently on holiday. You so, are um, incredibly sunburnt. Yeah, to, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm basically like bright pink. It's actually, it actually looks even worse in the flesh than it does on camera. To be honest, you actually so, really uh, look quite severely burned. Actually, <laughs> spent all day, all day out. Like, sort of, we're in North Norfolk, so it's been uh, the weather's been great. To be fair, but I've spent all day basically just in the sun and in the yeah, sea. Clearly, um, yeah. Which for, which for a man of my complexion is is risky business. No, so, I'm uh, in the same I'm, boat. I'm playing I, the first for it now. <laughs> it happens to me often. Um, well, we're, we're joined, I'm delighted to be joined actually by um, former Sutherland goalkeeper and coach, uh, David Priest. How are we doing, mate? Are you okay? I, I'm very well. I'm just basking in the glow of James's face here. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't convey this like enough. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah, it's. Uh, hey, it we've got an, uh, a bit of an energy crisis going on. If anyone needs some heat, I think in the <laughs> like, kind of save some from your face. I think you could, you, could, you could definitely fry an egg on my forehead at the minute. Yeah, like, it's quite, it really is genuinely quite <laughs> remarkable. I think, <laughs> and even Norfolk as well, which is even more impressive. Really. Um, <laughs> well, well, um, we'll come on to um, the game last night. Uh, in a minute, I just wanted to, with having David on, I just wanted to look back once more um, at May and obviously Wembley. Now, it must have been quite a, I'm sure you've talked about this a thousand times, but it must have been an incredible experience for you. Oh, it was. I mean, from start to finish, from particularly from the start of the, the first game against Sheffield Wednesday. Just everything just built up nicely. I, I think... Um, you know, from the team's perspective, the lads have built up quite a, a nice head of steam. Like, you know, just um, a few lads like Patrick Roberts and, and Jack Clark, just they were just getting into this, really getting into the stride and peaking at the right time. And 
And yeah, and, ju- and just going into the game, I think that um, I think you always uh, imagine certainly like someone like myself. You know, you're going to Wembley with your hometown club. You're you're a part of it, and you expect that it'd be a sort of um, I don't know, just a, a, a lot more hype, or you feel it, feel the hype within the group as well, like you know. And honestly, there, there was very little of that, and, and I think that's one of the biggest things about, about the day. And you could see in the lads' performance that it was they just handled the occasion a lot better than than Wickham did. Yeah, they did very much treat it just like. The way they played was just like, this is just a normal game of football. We've mm-hmm. beat Whitten once. We're just going to beat them again. And I think, like, uh, it's well documented how nervous I was about the game and that. But I think, like, when you, you watch it back, there was never any doubt, was there? Do you know, for, like, even from walking out uh, with the three keepers for the warm-up and just give them a, especially give Pat a little chance just to just to soak it all in and just... Uh, you know, before he got started and got into it, but you've seen what Anthony's like. You're seeing like the way that he handles things, and and he's shown his performance as well. Like you know, just took it in his stride and very little affects him like that. He just seems to be not that I don't think he's oblivious to it, but it just he's got it shutting it out. I think um, I mean the growth in him towards the end of last season was remarkable. Like the way he developed, and obviously you were on the goalkeeping coaching team, and to see him develop like that and put in the performance he did at Wembley must have been a, a, a proud moment really I think he, he, he was he was magnificent do you know what it was is is um, sort of overwhelmed as I was after the game override emotion was just so pleased for him and yeah. it had been it been a, a real up and down season for all the keepers they'd all been through all troubles and and trials but with Anthony, when when I, I first went in there, there was um, obviously there, there was some talk about that he might start the season as well ahead of Lee Burge, and so obviously Lee went with uh, Lee Johnson went with Lee Burge for the first game, just I think just over experience really, mm. and um, but as soon as I got in there, you know, I'd, I've known um, Mark Pruro for a long time, and and. Mark's the one that's that's really took the the big hand in his development over the years. Really? You know, he, he's given him a real he gave him a real solid basis as a, um, as a keeper. I mean, he, as a shot stopper, he's just incredible. Mm. And that's his, that's his forte. And um, it was great when I went in there. You know, sometimes it's, it is very good just to see people with just fresh eyes and just uh, obviously I'd seen Anthony play before, but going it. Uh, and see things with fresh eyes and, and make my, my own mind up about them. But it was great to have Mark's input as well, Mark Pro's input. And then um, he, he, you know, he, he gave me great back down, background detail and we both agree what you need to work on. And a big part of the part he had to work on, you know, maybe um, uh, dealing with crosses with the ball, using the ball at his feet, sending him away to, to Notts County was probably the, mm. the biggest turning point in his season for him. He yeah. just came back. He came back from that, um, a different, not a different goalkeeper, but certainly you know his personality changed as well. You know, just made him mature a little bit, and he really enjoyed it there. Like you know, and you know, as luck would have it, with in in Anthony's case anyway, that um, you know the two lads got struck with COVID, and and he's been able to, to take advantage of that. And sometimes that's the break you need, <laughs> that's and that's and and that's and that's really all he needed. He just needed a good run of the team and a chance to show how good he was. And the rest of it's mm-hmm. just up to him. 
Totally. No, absolutely. I, I just wanted to wanted to touch on it because it was obviously come, with coming back to the club and and then it, it ended with with the, with the Wembley thing. It almost felt like it was like a a full circle of of playing for the club and being there and leaving and then coming back as a coach and and being finally part of a Sunderland success at Wembley. Yeah, but you know, we talked about this when we were sat and sort of all the coaching staff in the hotel before the uh, the night before the game and. It might have been Alex who just asked if uh, if I believed in fate because we were talking about how do we feel about the game mm. uh, the, the next day out, you know, what, how do we think it's going to go and things like that. And it's not so much a, a, a believe in fate, but I just thought there was like there was that much it's had to fall into place for me to be sat there in that hotel yeah. that you <laughs> yeah. know I just felt we 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 couldn't, and that's I, mean, I think a lot of people felt that way, and that's how we everyone was so relaxed going in. It wasn't overconfidence by any means because we knew. Wickham are a tough team to play against, but also like we just built up a confidence within the group that's that made us feel that way. No, absolutely. I mean, it was it was incredible. Um, the whole thing was incredible. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. I was more. I just wanted to, to mention it for, first of all. I've got. I do have a question. I don't know if you know the answer to it. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Alex Neil. How did he get changed that quickly from the suit into the tracksuit? Do you know what? I've no idea because I literally looked at <laughs> I, I looked down at um at the iPad just to make sure everything was working and everything, and then looked back again. There it was like uh, I must have had like a telephone box in the tunnel or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> no like a Velcro. I've <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah. no, it was amazing, and um, no, uh, no, just a fantastic experience for everyone. But yeah, we're back in the championship now, and um, yeah, last night was uh, was. Look, Jim. I think we, I, I think a lot of us were, were expecting to go to Sheffield United and and without being defeated, possibly possibly lose the game. Apart from yourself, mm. the world's most positive man. Um, <laughs> did you go last night? No, no, I was too far. Oh, of course away. you're in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm on holiday. Yeah, early, yeah. It, we did look at it actually because obviously with my wife being a Sheffield United fan as well, it would have been quite a good Ooh. trip for us both. But it was just a bit a bit too far. It was like three hours and. Um, yeah, the drive. I mean, I'm glad we did. You know, obviously that we didn't win. I think had we won, it maybe would have been a bit. Oh, I wish I'd gone. But I think the way it went last night is, you know, it was a bit far. So no, I didn't go. Did I did watch the, it. Then, obviously, the uh, the Copper Del Rey, you call it the Copper Del Rey. Yeah, that's that's what we now call this this fixture yeah. in our family. And hopefully, hopefully, we can, uh, you know, establish some dominance in the Copper Del Rey over time. Maybe. I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Last night was the best. However, I, I, I don't think it was. Um, it wasn't all bad last night. But I'm sure we'll come on to that. No, well, well, yeah, we're coming to it now. I think um, the the game itself. I thought we, I thought we started really, really well. I think on the front foot, and I think we were. I think there was a moment where uh, Sims played third Stewart. He just put a little bit too much on it, and I think if that, uh, if he doesn't, if he gets that pass right, it's one 0 up, and then the game's completely yeah. different. There was the there was the cross from Gooch on the right as well, where Stewart just just didn't quite get there as well. I think it was. About 20 minutes in, maybe, and Gooch put a really, really good low ball in from the right, sort of yeah. from the edge of the area. And Stewart was literally inches, inches away from getting it, and the keeper was nowhere near it. So I think had um had obviously he, he made contact with it, that would have gone in as well. So I think really we were on the balance play, possibly the best, the better side up until the sending off. I think certainly you wouldn't have known that one team was in the Premier League two seasons ago, one team was in League One. I think it was two good championship teams having a Having a bit of a ding dong battle, to be fair, up until 
up until the unfortunate incident and about half an hour in, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, David, we, I was <laughs> messaging you actually at the moment. He, uh, he got sent off and I just put, oh, no, red card. And I think um, we were, I was. I watched it in the pub and it, it was one of them, wasn't it, where it was a shame as a neutral even because it was a good game to, for him to be sent off. But I think in terms of the red card, there's no real argument for it. <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't want to laugh about it, but you know, you see the camera angle from behind the goal, and you see Dan's face as, as soon as it happens. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, he knows what's going he knew on, it straight know. away, didn't he? And there was a half-hearted attempt to say, "Oh, Luke O'Neill's getting over," like you know what? Yeah. yeah. But it was. I mean, listen, these mistakes you can't legislate for, really. I mean, it's disappointing, and it's just a natural reaction from you know. Yeah. You could let him let you look could let him go on and score or, or give him a great chance to score and you know and but it's it is just a natural reaction to do that and the, the mm-hmm. minute he, or the second he did it he, he knew he was in trouble and um and it's a shame because you know even though he didn't play towards the end of last season uh, Dan Neal's a is a championship footballer and possibly he's played well so far. I mean, even even yesterday he was good. I thought up until the sending off, he he was maybe a bit harshly booked. He made a couple of decent tackles, and I thought he was he was putting himself about really well. And let's not forget their midfield is you know players who were who were either signed in the Premier League or played in the Premier League, mm. and you wouldn't you know he he acquitted himself really well. I thought, and yeah, I agree with you, David. I think that he um, he definitely is a championship footballer at at the very least. I think you know he's got a lot of development yeah. ahead of him as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he knows the other side of the game that he's, he's got to improve on as well, and to make himself a more complete footballer. But I think what you see in in the games so far this season, of course, they've, they've been tough games, but uh, the lads have, have not looked out of place whatsoever. There's it looked like they haven't. It hasn't been much of a of a um, what's the word I want to use? Yeah, they haven't had to take much for them to make the step up. And I think the difference is that you're not going to um, going into games where people put a lot of bodies behind the ball. Mm. So the players that have been brought in with, with a view to coming into the championship, it's it's obviously worked because it's, you know, when teams are coming out at you and they're, they're leaving more spaces and they're not just sitting behind the ball, then people like Dan Neal are going to uh, benefit from that because he'd be able to, instead of just... You know, 11 players behind the ball and, he, and he's just trying to circulate the ball looking for that little pass which is tight spaces and never on you know he's got a lot more spaces to be a bit to showcase he's passing mm-hmm. no at all I, I, I like he absolutely hasn't I think like even when he went off last night um we made the 10 made the the difference in I know we conceded straight away but I think you conceded that goal with 11 men on pitch. yeah that, that wasn't to do that was that was that was bad bad marking that that wasn't to do with the 10 men really was it no, um, but I, I think we we actually acquitted ourselves really well. And I think a lot of that was because Alex Neal left the front two on. I think if you take one of them off, then you lose. Well, mm-hmm. our, our best defence is, is attack, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'd have, we'd have had to drop back if we'd taken one of them off. And then I think, yeah, it would have been very much a all back to the wall job. I, I think, you, you know, um, I agree with you. I think we handled it really well. It was a major setback, obviously, the red card, then conceding that goal and... I think Sunderland's sides of, of the past may have sort of crumbled under the pressure, I think, a bit there. And maybe we may have even found ourselves 2-0 two, two down by half-time. Uh, but I think we what we did well was we we sort of were resilient and we immediately tried to 
get back to what we were doing before, albeit in a slightly different way because obviously we had one less player. But the reaction and the resi- the mental resilience and reaction to to the setbacks is obviously really important in football. And it's definitely something that I've noticed we've improved on massively um, under Alex Neil. And I think that was evidence last night again. Uh, no, I, Jim, I, I, I agree 100%. And I actually, <laughs> I think, although it's our first defeat, I think that's the performance that I'm most pleased with and encouraged by so far this season. I think they're, they're a good side. They're going to be, although they struggled last night, I think they struggled against 10 men and we see that a lot. But I think yeah. Yeah. they're going to be up, up and around the top of the table and to go away far from disgracing ourselves there, you could could even nick a point in the end. I think it's yeah. really, there's a lot to take from that game. There is. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's difficult to play against ten men. But a lot of time that is because teams drop in. Yeah. And even when, and even when Al made all them changes uh, late on in the game or late in the second half, where he says it, he goes to a four-four-one. But like when, when we have the ball, then it's it's you know mm. Jack Clark's high, Gucci's high. It's more like four-two-three. So like you're still managing to be able to put pressure on the ball and uh, well the way the way Mateo like, won the ball for, for the Gooch goal was great a great example of that pressing type thing so sorry, yeah no no yeah you're, you're, you're spot on I mean and and what a goal it was as well oh, yeah not not only well worked but unbelievable well wasn't it <laughs> but do, do you know what I, I absolutely love the kid like you know and he, he he's been through so much in his, in his time here not time that's on and um. You know, he's come through it all, like you know, and and, it, and that's through nothing, just knuckling down, just battling through it. And I, I can't remember what game it was when he got booed off at the um, at the stadium like last season. No, I remember. Yeah, I can't remember the game. Was, was it Don, might be in Doncaster game. Was it Doncaster? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When we when um, yeah, it was when we lost two one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it might yeah. be in that game. Like you know, when, when something like that happens, you've been at the club a long time and. He possibly could have left in January as well, like yeah. like he like he said. You know, you're going through all that and still come through the other side, being one of the better players, yeah. uh, best players under Alex Neil in that in that time, and then coming on and, and performing like he did last night. I just yeah, finish is remarkable as well. Yeah, I, the technique on his class, but I think all season. I mean, he got the assist against Coventry on opening day. He's you know he's he's put other good balls in doing that. You know, I think he's. Um, He's adapt- I mean, He's another player that you could argue is almost better in the championship, you could say, than in League One in a way, because he, he again is getting, especially, you know, going forwards, because he, he does put a great ball in and he's, his numbers for assists and stuff were good in League One, but I think he's going to get that again in the championship because he's going to get even more space. Yeah, but you, you, see, you see the, the difference in, in, in the approach of the opposition where mm-hmm. if they drop deep and then obviously sometimes when he was when he's going one v one, there's lots of bodies around the box and he's having to come inside his left foot. Mm-hmm. And either try and shoot or just or put a ball in the box. Where now he's got space to use his biggest asset, asset mm-hmm. his pace. And if he can go down the outside, and, and mm-hmm. that's not the first time he's done that this season, putting a ball in like that either. Like you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I love how he'll, like, t- he'll he'll take anyone on any fullback. You know, he'll just he'll just take it at them, and he's not bothered. He's not bothered who he's up against. He'll he'll try it against anybody. And more often than not, he you know he, he comes out on top because, like you say, David, he'll beat pretty much anyone for, for pace over a standard mm-hmm. sprint. To get you know to get the ball past them as as evidence last night. So yeah, really really good strong performance again from Gooch. Definitely one of the best players I think we of our in our team this season so far. I would say. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I think um, the the goal uh, we mentioned obviously the finish and the work. I think Mateta deserves a lot of credit for that. He he's not really featured and 
he struggled against Sheffield Wednesday last week. And um, there were games last season where he struggled, but he's done really, the anticipation for that's excellent to get in. And then the ball from Stewart um, is great. And I just think the, the pressing it is, as you've is referenced, it is excellent. It, it just deserves a bit of a. And I, I thought Hume, when he came on as well, mm-hmm. I thought the changes he made were, were, ex, were excellent, yeah. as you We immediately <laughs> looked like, look, we looked refreshed straight away, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? It was like, we, yeah. it almost looked less like it was 11 versus 10. Because I think the. Their second goal, um, good good as it was from them, I think we definitely could have dealt with that a lot better. And I think sort of he mentioned that last night in his interview, Neil didn't he? So that that was his trigger point to ch- to make some changes was the way we sort of let them. It was good goal, but we basically let them do it. And I think that the changes we made basically tightened it, basically tightened it up, but also gave us more in the game ourselves. Um, so yeah, really intelligent substitutions at a really good time as well. As as we saw the goal straight away. Yeah, and, and that's and that's one Al's biggest strengths. You know, he sees things in uh, in games that other people don't see, and he acts upon it like you know. And he's he tactical acumen's just. I'll be honest with you, it's probably one of the probably the the best tactically that I've worked with as a player or a coach. Yeah, really. I mean, I, 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 I can see that. I mean, I, like he makes changes sometimes, and you're like, well, I don't even see how. Like that is going to fit in, in any sort of shape, but then you go, well, it it'll work because it just always does. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's remarkable, really, that the way. I mean, even to keep the, the lads kept themselves in the game, and then his changes really gave us a chance of. of, of it, it, it must give you confidence on, when you're on the pitch as well. If you're a player and you know that the manager's actively, he's not passively watching the game; he's active in the game. Yeah. You know, some managers will basically just leave it out there and just like it's up to you to do something. There's nothing I can do here. Whereas you know that if you're a player, Neil's like got your back in a way. You know he's going to try and make it easier for you, either by changing your position or repl- either even replacing you. But he's going to, you know, play his part as well during the ninety minutes and not just before and at half time. Totally. No, absolutely. The um, look, it was a, it was ultimately a defeat, but I think there's a lot, there's a lot to take from it, and I think we'll come at the Saturday in a, in a minute. But yeah, just final word on last night. I think you're going away to good. It felt very much like you know we're playing real proper games of football again against really, like big football yeah. clubs. <laughs> In the fact, atmosphere was great, great last night as well. So the away end was loud. You know, their their fans were good when they were attacking. It, it just seemed like a you know, under the lights, big game. It, was, game. it was exactly the, exactly the type of game you want Sunderland to be playing, basically. Uh, and the, the, no, we acquitted 100%, ourselves well. Hundred um, percent. But lose we did. Lose we did. Now, um, yeah, we'll pop uh, for a break in a second. But I'm promised uh, an update from uh, Mr. Tom Walsh. So. I'll hand over to him now. He said he's. He, I promised as well a special guest. Uh, so let's wonder who that could be. Um, and uh, he's going to give us his prediction for Saturday. We'll do as at the end, um, and then we'll be back after Tom has spoken. <laughs> just uh, drop by and say what I'm actually doing. I'm in Prague at the moment. It's very humid. The beer's very cold. And we're going to see our man and Matthew's good friend, Alex Turner. And uh, he said he would stop by just for a second to go... Alex, yeah, here. It's like... Uh... Hmm? No, the, sc- 
Let's go for the Stoke match, mate. Sunderland Stoke. Nope. It's football. I've told you about this. I don't think we'll score that many, mate. Okay, Alex Turner. I mean, he's a bit shy. He doesn't like, you know, using his vocal cords too much towards, like, uh, he doesn't like, you know, cameras being shoved in his face at this this time while he's trying to get ready to perform. Um, but he says we'll win 7-0 against Stoke, which is uh, it's an interesting shout, I'll give you that. Uh, I think we'll uh, I think we'll win 2-1. Stop, Alex, stop. Like, I've already given you a prediction, it's fine. Just go and get ready, drink some honey or whatever you do. Anyway, yeah, you can be on the podcast next week as well. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we'll, Sunderland will win 2-1 at Stoke on Saturday. And if you all go into Stoke, well, you're an idiot because it's, it's going to be horrible. Uh, but we will win, so that's good. Anyway, enjoy yourselves. Um, Alex, yes, next week, mate, next week. These, these rock stars, eh? Yeah, I'll, no, it's okay. I'll sign that in a bit. All right, bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Thanks for that, Tom. Um, it will be lovely to have you back next week, uh, with or without a special guest. Now, Sunderland travelled to Stoke on Saturday afternoon. Um, in, in my opinion, just the worst away game ever um, at ground, which is nowhere near anything, and, and various pubs, which you're not allowed in. Um yeah, <laughs> they've had a, a fairly mixed start to the season. To be honest, they've they're uh, their 18th. Still are. Um, they lost on the opening day to Millwall. Their only win was against uh, Blackpool. Um, they they're out of the League Cup. They lost to Morecambe on penalties. Uh, they lost to Huddersfield, who've made a really poor start themselves, and they drew they drew two all. With Middlesbrough last night, um, I don't know. It's it's very much a game where you, you're going into this and you look at the performance last night and you think, yeah, 
Like, you fancy this, don't you? I would say so. Um, I mean, obviously, like you like you alluded to, I do tend to say we're going to win anyway, but I do genuinely think that we have got a good chance uh, against Stoke. I think they're probably like an upper mid-table team. Um, so maybe kind of similar to like QPR Coventry in terms of like how, they probably how, how the level of the players, maybe how they'll play. I think their home record is patchy. I had a bit of a look through their form from last season and they kind of weren't really that much better at home than they were away. I think we can definitely... You know, it's a kind of place where, although the atmosphere can be good, I don't know if it's the best. It's not, it's not a great ground, really, is it? I think you can quiet it down quite easily as an away team. Um, not that we've done much of that when we've been there in the past, but it obviously has no. been done. I think that, um, yeah, so I, I I would expect us, given our, given the positives that we mentioned to take from last night, I think we can take take a lot into into Saturday. And and I think we should be going out there to, to you know, I would say a point would be OK, but I don't see why we can't go for all three. No, I don't disagree. I think Stoke are a different going to Stoke. It's the it's the cliche. We all know the cliche. Can you do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke? Well, it's a bit, they're a bit of a different prospect now, David, aren't they? They've been in the championship for quite a number of years, and to be honest, they've just kind of finished in and around mid table, really. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone thinks of Stoke. Think of Tony Pulis, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it's not as daunting task as it was uh, back then, but um, they, they have got good players. You know they're missing a few at the minute. Harry Suit, the centre half, very good player. Nick Powell, start midfield. Yeah, Nick Powell's great. Yeah, yeah, and, and so they're in a similar position. To, you know, obviously some of them missing a, a couple as well. But I think it's you know going into games like this. Um, with Alex Neil in charge, you always know that you're going to be. In with a chance of winning the game, you know. Mm. You, I, can't, I can't think of one occasion where you know, since since Alex come in, where you know you you're out the game or you you know a couple of goals down or you know you know no chance of winning it. You're always in the game to win it. And like I said, it'll be interesting to see those tactics. They were, they were three five two last night, I think. So it'll be interesting to see what's what he does. Whether he just matches them up being away from home. Obviously, um. Big blow Dan Ballard as well, like you know. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, big miss. And just because he, he was last season, grew into a, a real solid um, championship. It's mad. Uh, he's, he, it's mad how young he is compared to the way he plays. He plays like a really experienced commanding. I mean, doesn't he's not commanding, but he's only what 21, 22, and he's obviously a big lad. And he really, really, I've been really impressed with him. You know, obviously it was only three, well, two and a bit games he played, but yeah. Yeah, and Just, the background uh, he's and, and the background he's coming from as well. You know, you, you expect yeah. him coming from coming from there. He, he's going to be a uh, just a like a ball playing centre half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. He, he's he's built for the championship and more as well. Like you know, he's certainly my type of centre half anyway. No, yeah. he's, he, he looks more. I mean, the way he's just—he's so comfortable at this level. He's a—he's a big mess, really. But Danny Bart went off last night as well. He seemed to get it. A knock. There's a bit of a concern, really. We're already playing. In the I field thought at first there. last night when he when he went down. I thought at first he was just gone down, you know, to relieve a bit of pressure. Like because he was he was down. He didn't look like he was in any particular mm. type of pain. Then he got let off. Then he came back on, and then he got took. I wondered if that was hopefully more precautionary than anything. Like, is it he's going to miss it? I don't know if David will know more about this sort of stuff than me. But that was the impression I got anyway. Hopefully, it's not nothing too serious for Danny. 
No, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, I haven't got MRI scanning eyes that go through the TV screen. No, no, I meant like as in like that's Damn, the thing that manages. That, no, no, that's, that's, the, I, thing that, I, I, that's the thing that's I agree, good in it. Yeah, it's like, you know, you sort of precautionary take people off just in case. I, I, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, just, I, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, it didn't look too serious and the state of the game at the time and, yeah, it, it could be one way rather than make it worse, just save it yeah. for Saturday. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, hopefully... Also, we signed him from there, didn't we? Oh, of so, course. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably want to play if he can, you'd imagine. Yeah. and no, I, yeah. When, when, he did, when he did sign for us, I spoke to David Rouse, who's their, um, who's their goalkeeping coach. Uh, and he called me just to say that how good he was about Danny Levin. Really, and, and he's yeah, and he's he's highly thought of there, especially amongst his staff. I mean, I'm not sure, I don't know what the, the opinion is of the fans, but amongst the staff there, like you know, just saying he's yeah. a, he's a goalkeeper centre half, like you know, and yeah, it, it obviously took a little bit of time to adjust, and he's had his he had his injuries at the beginning, but yeah, he's been great recently, and he's he just knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's safe, safe pair of hands. He's just a proper championship defender, isn't he? He's played all of his career at this level or more, and they dropped down into League One. And then I think uh, I hope he's fit because I think he, he will be desperately needed to be. <laughs> I mean, he's a physical specimen, like you know, he's just a solid centre half. Like you yeah. know, you, you you want him in these, especially in the, the, the physical battles. Like you know, you need him in there. No, totally. Well, so the, the centre, providing he is fit. Um, and we still go with the, the three centre halves. Um, do you do you leave all do you leave all nine as the as the first on the right hand side? Personally, I would. Yeah, I think he he didn't do anything. Well, I mean, apart from that tackle yesterday, yeah, it wasn't, he didn't. Mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do anything. Anything. But I think, you know, I think I think um, obviously he's been. We've had a lot of Luke and I in chats on this on this podcast. So obviously, I think for me, he's definitely better defensively than he is in midfield. So I. I I mean, Bailey Wright obviously brings a lot of experience, but as Neil said, he sees Wright as more of a replacement for Bart to playing in the middle. Mm. So I think, like, realistically, if Bart's not playing, obviously Wright will replace him, and then O'Neill will play on the right anyway. So I think probably it will be the same thing, because I've got no issues with Serkin at left centre. I think, I think he's been great as well. Another one of my sort of unsung heroes of the team is, is definitely Dennis Serkin. He, he's not really somebody you talk about a lot, He just because he doesn't really do anything wrong or anything that spectacular. Yeah. He just does his job. And given that this is only his second season in pro footy, in men's footy, whatever you want to call it, I think he's yeah. he's he's really, really doing well. So I think I, don't, I can't see any reason why he would change that up. To be fair, I'd, I'd definitely go with the back three uh, as it was yesterday. If Bart's fit, yeah, I think you need if you're playing playing a back three, you've got to have those the two wide centre halves. You've got to yeah. have them mobile, and mm-hmm. um, you know there's, there's, there's nothing against. Bailey, he's he's the like I said, he's the perfect replacement for Danny in the centre. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Luke's gonna he'll be in there. No, definitely. Well, the the problem um, lies now in in midfield. If if uh, if Corey Evans is injured, I, I didn't hear what he was injured with, or but I think he does have a knock, and obviously now Dan Neil is suspended. Um, so what do we do in there? Obviously, Matete was. The one that came on last night and did well. Um, do we put him in the midfield? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on Evans. I mean, the fact they haven't announced, because often if there's, if there's like a, a period of time yeah. they're going to be out, the club will announce it. They haven't done. So maybe Evans is like 
was just completely left out with the hope of him being okay to play on Saturday. If not, then probably you'd need to play Matete, given that there's going to be no Neil either, so it'll be Embleton, Matete, and obviously Pritchard is the three. Um, I don't know what you think, David, but I'd probably say that would be the way it would go. Yeah, rather than moving too many people about, you know, you could like say you could bring Billy Ray back into the you know right side of the centre half and put Luke further forward, but like it is just moving too many moving parts. So I just think that it just seems the the right idea at the time. No, I think Embleton and uh, Matete will probably be the. He, he likes to keep us on our toes, Alex Neil, so it's quite difficult mm. to predict sometimes, sometimes what he's going to do. But I think. Uh, yeah, no, I think the the front, the front four really. Uh, yeah, I mean Jack Clark's yeah, been great. I mean, he slightly quieter last night than he has been, but I thought he he was still good. He's, he's still, so dangerous he, though when he's on yeah, the ball, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was gliding past there. You know, their right side. I mean, I know their right side defender ended up getting man of the match. The guy who scored the goal, he was good. But a number of times before that, he scored. Clark was Clark was going past him like he wasn't there. So I think, you know, Clark, like you say, he's he's a dangerous player for any team at this level to face, I think. So, and Gucci's just been class. So no reason to drop Gucci whatsoever. When the partnership uh, Sims and Stewart have got up front, I think they're, they're so exciting to watch. Them. It's, yeah. uh, it's brilliant to see. Yeah, but I think you see all all the running that um, that, that Roscoe did last year, and sort of yeah. every single minute of every single game. Unbelievable! His face now, when you see his face now, and like he's got Ella Sims stood next to him, like it's almost like a waist yeah. being lifted off his shoulder, and like yeah. it'll make him an even better player because he yeah, doesn't, you know, doesn't have to focus so much on, on the work side of it. And he's, the link up between them has, has been yeah. great so far. It's like they've played together a lot more than they actually have, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. you see. They work off each other like you know. It's almost like they're working in tandem, like all across the pitch. It's like they, you know, it's like there's always one there, one's winning it, one's one's running the space, one's stretching them, and like I mean, it's obviously they're just two intelligent footballers who, who mm. obviously have hit, have hit it off together. But it looks like that you know they're a straight partnership that's been going for a while. So credit to both of them. I think you know, and they're both equally as dangerous when it comes to chances. You know, they're both regularly scoring goals, which. And like I mean, and assist. Look at Stewart's assist last night. Obviously, yeah. um, there's been Sims. I think got an assist as well, didn't he, against Bristol? So I think it's just been a really, really good performance from from both of them since the, since the start of playing. So yeah, the um, the chemistry they've developed and they they complement each other so well. I think it's uh, it's it's a joy to watch them. And hopefully it uh, hopefully it continues. Really, I think it's it's going to because if they are, if it does, then we're going. Teams are not going to fancy playing against them, so mm. let's hope it does definitely. Well, that's kind of the team uh, locked in then. Um, all that's left is uh, some predictions. We've heard Tom's. Um, Jim, what we go? Well, I don't even think it's David. Jim is the most positive man in the world, so I can probably tell you right now that he's going to predict Sunderland to win 3-1. Ah, well, I'm actually not. I'm going to say we're going to win 2-0 because we haven't had a clean shit. We had a clean sheet yet this season, and we're generally quite good at keeping clean sheets. So I think we'll get a clean sheet today. Sorry, to, uh, today? not today. Well, not today. today. On Saturday, I'm, 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 it's, 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 I'm slowly developing sunstroke as this podcast goes <laughs> along. Which is, <laughs> he did it rushed Arsenal by the end of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I think I think, uh, I think we do a clean sheet, so we'll keep one. I think we'll win two. No? I think um, I think it'll be uh, Jack Hart will score, and I think that Ross Stewart will score. Yeah, I hope so. Right David, prediction? 
I'll go for one nil win, Sunderland. Mm, Late winner. Nice. Yeah. Scorer. Seen them before. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Who's bagging it? Yeah, I'll give it Roscoe. Roscoe would have another goal. Yeah, that would be good. 85 minutes or something. Uh, yeah, I've, I think we'll... I fancy us to... I was saying a draw earlier in the week. Um, I felt after the after last night, I, I think we'll go there and win. I think we'll win 2-1. Um, Sims, I'm just going to go for the pair of them. Sims and Stewart, why not? I think it's uh, it's difficult to look past it, really, isn't it? But uh, I hope we're right, because it's... Uh, it's a clean sweep if we are. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, thanks uh, very much, David, for joining us. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us on. That's been enjoyable. Anytime, anytime, Jim. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. I'm always here. Go and put. Uh, oh, I wouldn't miss it. I'm going to go. After I'm going to go and. Uh, I've been uh, I've been filling the sink with aloe vera. Something uh, <laughs> I'm put my face in it now. So, I'm uh, very yeah. concerned about the state of your face. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when, you, when, um, you next see, when you next see me, I'm going to. When you next see me for the Norwich game, I'm going to be either like peeling everywhere or have some kind of like gigantic blister all over my face. So <laughs> we can look forward to that. I, I, I will. No, I certainly will. Um, <laughs> don't look worry. like I've got some kind of horrible disease. <laughs> yeah, people stayed away from me. Um, I'll be back on Saturday with the reaction. I think I've got. Um, I think I'm joined by Mick and Hannah. I think so. Hopefully, um, we're reacting to a, a victory at Stoke. And uh, yeah, I'll be back then. Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. But uh, all that's left to say now is thanks very much as always for listening. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.